Hey, this is Eric Oldman. You're listening to the Rock in Chicago show. Tonight, the Rock in Chicago show comes full circle to where it started four years ago. Uh, I'm very happy to uh, bring you uh, some brand new music from Polarizer, uh, the very first band we featured on the podcast in 2012. Polarizer at that time just put out their first demo and um, I wanted to give them some exposure. They're good friends of mine. So uh, they've been toiling away the last year at uh, uh, a new release. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that with them in a bit. But uh, we have uh, Ian and uh, Taylor and Shen in the studio now. Uh, they're going to be playing some uh, acoustic renditions off of this new release. So without further ado, let's dive into the first performance. Everybody circling around Rings are forming from the center out But I won't go easy I won't go easy It's hard to see when both sides are right Hard to see beyond staring eyes Who won't make it easy No, it never is Cross the path of rivals on the line I can't believe we're starting back at war Cross the path of rivals Back to us if nobody's out there. There is not a sound. Cross the path of rivals on the line I can't believe we're starting back at war Cross the path of rivals on the line I can't believe we're starting back as far as we can go And I know your heart was set on us Our paths are crossed
you guys started in 2011, right? Yeah, end of 2011. Right. So uh, here you are, you've, you know, you've been around for uh, a bit. So um, what's new with Polarize? I know uh, Shen's kind of the newest thing. Uh, what? what uh, tell us about the new album, uh, like what's different from Lightscapes? I think the, the biggest change is the the lineup. Um, we we started as a, a four piece with with no bass, myself and Ian and Stan, and then uh, drummer Ben, who's who's uh, kind of finished his tenure with us with uh, his performance on this record. Actually, that was like the last day we we all worked together. So, um, so in the uh, about six months later, we uh, had an offer to play a show, and and we needed to fill out the uh, the lineup in order to do that show. So we tapped into um to Schiller and and one of the guys playing with us in another band named Chet and they were with us for several months and then Chet had to move and so uh we needed a bass player and uh Shen had the time and we all get along so well so now right. now Shen's on on the team and it's the uh, the five of us it's a new kind uh, of a new chapter right new chapter so I remember talking to you guys a few years ago too you'd mentioned like okay it was like the four of you and you, you guys were set you weren't looking at bringing another uh another instrument into the mix uh but what made you guys decide to bring in a a regular bassist well as the live kind of production uh progressed i mean i think we we felt like it it made us a little bit unique and gave us a different flavor to have you know like uh like a synth bass in there and uh, at one point we actually were were playing to a pre-recorded synth bass that our keyboard player did and then uh, so that that created a you know what we thought was a pretty pretty unique sound, but at a, a certain point you know we we got that you know we we got that kind of machine running good and it sounded great, but you don't want to do the same thing forever. And I think uh, it was just a matter of reacting to the people that we were around. You know, like Taylor said, we got a new drummer playing with us, Jonathan Schiller. And he has a completely different dynamic than Ben did. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as, as he came on board, we started playing different, reacting to, you know, his tendencies and his style. And, um, you know, in addition to, to Chet, who was playing bass with, at the time too, we just kind of got used to hearing a big sound with a, you know, full-time bass guitar player. Um, so I would imagine that frees you up as a guitar player quite a bit too. Um, you know, you're able to kind of focus on different things as opposed to really kind of like being in a mix of more of the rhythm section, you know, kind of pulling back a little bit, just having that other, uh, somebody else kind of occupy that space frequency wise and kind of be more focused on the groove as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the very, very beginning of this group i was actually literally trying to cover bass and guitar at the same point i had octave pedals i had a bass guitar amp i had a i was had a loop pedal that i was your head was still in that space too from some of the Mm -hmm. other bands you were in right sure sure uh, the nice thing about that is that you know the control freak in you love to have <laughs> you know be responsible for all that sound. But in the end, it's it's like I want to make cool songs and I want yeah. the music to be really really good and, and unique. And and you just run into limitations with with having those kind of constraints on you. So we, we opened up to the idea of bringing extra guys in to actually do that. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're going to get into uh, another song from Polarizer here on the Rock in Chicago show. Hello, brain. How's it going? Says the ice talking. Sober up. <laughs> that jerk isn't answering. Maybe he doesn't hear me. Oh. Hey, eyes. It's me, the brain. What a night. Was that a squirrel hitchhiking? No, there was no squirrel, but I have to tell you something. There's a stop sign right in front of you. A uh, stop sign? You're kidding. Maybe even two. So? Well, maybe you should let the legs know about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Legs. 
Anybody home? Yeah, what do we want? Legs right here. Here we go. So what do we do? Jump, run, dance, skip, hop? What's the program? Huh? Well, let's calm down for a sec. I just wanted to tell you there's a stop sign behind us. Oh, a spot sign? Yeah, a spot sign. Oh, good one. <laughs> so tell me, Mr. Einstein, Mr. Know-it-all, which pedal do you use to put on the brakes? Well, let me think about that one for a minute. Don't drink and drive. This message brought to you by Responsible Young Drivers. Talking to themselves Youth believe in anything And then they grow There's always more to see Something more to learn Some things we learn we'll never see And still we play Fairy tale, saviors. 
Shen, let's uh, kind of talk about you coming into the band. I mean, you've been friends with these guys for a long time personally, and um, you know how how did uh, how did this all kind of fall into place with you coming in? Yeah, just it kind of fell into place um, through uh, a side project that uh, Taylor and Stan uh, Polarizer Cubors and I were playing in uh, with John Shiller, the drummer, and Chet, uh, who was playing bass for Polarizer. Uh, was a guitar player in the side project called How to Fight Gods. And, um, uh, you know, I've always been a big fan of Polarizer. And, uh, you know, uh, when uh, Chet joined Polarizer on bass, and then uh, the news came a few months later that he was moving, um, you know, I thought it'd be fun to kind of just play with the band. Uh, and you've done some one-off performances, like you did like a Halloween show with them. Yeah, I did a Halloween show a couple right. years ago. We covered you too. Um, you know, again, it, it just kind of okay. came down to the fact that I was a big fan of the music. Uh, you know, we're all good friends, and I think that plays a, a huge factor into it too. You didn't really have to look outside of your your network or your right. community to find somebody that would fit as well. You know, well, I think it's also pretty fitting for me personally. Uh, we were talking about like how the sound changed. Like, yeah. I remember the the first time we played with a bass player was preparing for that U2 show and Shen came in and was playing bass for us and I think we were kicking into Streets Have No Name and he goes on that bass run before the whole song kind of launches and that was the first time I was like oh we absolutely need a bass player we this is where our sound should be going like a couple of years of, of without it but now uh, once you kind of have it, the sound feel that full and the energy in the room is that much bigger you can't really go back I yeah. think I agree with that. I remember I saw you guys too at uh, Burlington a few months ago, and uh, that was the first time I'd seen you guys with Shen. And uh, it was a completely different dynamic on stage. The music just sounded so much fuller. So, uh, good move on that. And Shen, congrats for, for getting in the band. So, uh, let's talk about uh, woohoo! <laughs> let's talk about the new album. Um, I've been waiting for this for like the last year. As Ian's kind of we had a, we did a teaser track that we leaked out I think a year ago that you were working on. Um, but uh, tell us about uh, what is it called first? What's the name of the the, the release? You guys have a name for it yet? It's called The Fall and the Swell. The Fall and the Swell. Sorry, it's taken from a lyric of one of the... Uh, okay. I mean, Taylor could speak to this more, but it's a, a song sure. that that we that really kind of epitomized what this this group of 11 tracks kind of is all about. As it's, it's not a, uh, necessarily a concept album by any means, but, but there are certain uh, moods that keep coming back and back, okay. and that was a line that we thought resonated. Okay. So it's, uh, that's what the record's... Okay, so let's play a track off of The Fall and the Swell... This is How to Make a Man by Polarizer, and you're listening to The Rockin' Chicago Show. 
what were the things that you kind of like were there any like aha moments or anything that was like um you know this is kind of really where we need to be as a band um with doing it all yourself versus like going the traditional route with going into a studio i think circumstances dictated where we, how we were going to go with it i mean we, we our drummer had left the band so we had uh just taylor stan our, our keyboard player and then then it was me we had some drum tracks recorded, so we could either take those to a studio, and and that, that there was a little bit of uncertainty on exactly how we wanted to plot, you know, our next path forward. And I mean, I'd always kind of tinkered around with with home recording, so really, I think we started working on it in earnest, just just as a document for ourselves. Okay, um, we wanted these songs to be uh, some some of the songs that were as much as a couple years old. So we were all, you know, they, they weren't brand new, but we would just get them on tape on on a hard drive as it were yeah. uh and get them documented forever and what we do with them after that point i don't know play it for our kids someday <laughs> you know there, there wasn't really any thought to 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 do you know we have to make an album out of this it, it was just let's record and, and to that point like the, a lot of the songs being so old like we've been playing them live a lot of those have been in our sets for you know that the majority of the time we've all been playing together I think in the recording process, they started to take new life as we were adding harmonies and extra right. flourishes, playing around with some of the, the other ways we it, can It wasn't like you space. guys went away and like recorded something. It was just kind of as you were playing out and just kind of organically just added into it. Okay. Yeah, we knew cool. we needed to have... We, obviously, Ben helped us write every track. He was as much a part of it as, as any of us at, at the start of the recording process. So we, you know, we wanted to have him play on it. He wrote the songs, and so we're happy that he had those tracks. And then we had all this time kind of figure out what we even wanted to do next um so as we were able to like revisit some of these songs that are three years old that maybe we've gotten a little uh have started to feel a little stale uh the recording process really brought them um brought them back to life and to the forefront and some of these became uh, some of these that we didn't really consider songs we may play long term became some of our favorites uh which is a really it's a really fun experience to to just be involved in that which i think speaks to why record anything um at all even if your your goals are just to have them okay let's preview another track off of the fall in the swell uh this next one is uh called every morning a storm you're listening to the rock in chicago show <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, on any of the tracks that are on the album, are there any sort of like favorites or pets? I know this is kind of a loaded question, um, but do any that stand out um, that you know you guys are particularly proud of? Oh well, I you know it's tough to me because I because I worked you know I physically worked on them so, so much and there was there was moments there the were cliche, aha moments like, with like every single one of them kids, you know, right? yeah, and, yeah and there were so many times with with many of them that I wanted to strangle them and slam them against the wall like you do just, with kids right. like you do right um, we also look forward to doing that someday with our children um, you know there there's a track called Thins the Blood uh, yeah. which I think we're gonna do uh, yeah. unplugged for you here in a sec but. Uh, that one was was one that just sounded crummy. Uh, the recording just did not have the kind of pop, the life, the the. It just really was not coming through. It was just kind of a, a shame because we always liked the song. Um, we we thought it it was one of the stronger ones. It was just sounding kind of flat. So we just we just kept working and working, working on it, making little tweaks to you know how the drums sounded, adding you know lots of layers of vocal harmonies. And I think we woke up one day and that was like. Wow, this is now the best song in the album. Yeah, yeah. Ian was really patient with it and tried a lot of things, and and uh, you know we all listened to it. And and Stan and I, who were kind of the sounding boards for this, we were so impressed with with everything. So uh, we really deferred to Ian's personal taste when it came to like I think I can make this sound better we're like all right if you say so because we're happy with it Um, which inevitably was worked out really well he was a good self-critic the sights the sounds the senses on overdrive Dizzy and a danger to sensible Without my senses I am more capable You think I'm stunted but I'm ever expanding With the trappings of stable mind defending me the side of dark and roads Looking straight ahead but not seeing properly The distance is too far Has been running my head for years Or maybe I stood up too fast I tried to walk without proper footing How could anyone who has traveled infinitely Stop with just one mile
talk about you got your uh, release show coming up. Um, the fantastic flyer design, by the way. Um, it looks like, kind of like a Dali painting, um, but it's just like a wave, right? It's a wave. That's right. Yeah. That's taken from my GoPro cam, actually. Oh, you were surfing outside out. the tube. <laughs> okay. Yep. Firing down a left at sunset. Right. Yeah. yeah the, the While fir- on fire, actually, he While was on also fire. on fire. You, you were on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. No, actually, the the photos. Was from, this in the uh, South Mandara Sea? <laughs> <laughs> The photos from this great photographer, uh, David Silverman, who um, he takes a lot of like really unique right. photos of wildlife and, and, and nature. And so we, we saw this. We were really struck by it. And yeah, uh, that's cool. he was nice enough to let us use it. Does great stuff. All right. So your release show is Friday, August 12th at Bottom Lounge. Um, is there any more details for the show? Are you guys going to have any sort of materials to release, a CD, vinyl? Um, We'll have discs there. Okay. That's gonna be the first time we're uh, we're gonna have uh, physical copies available for cool. sale. I think we'll probably it'll be available digitally at that point as well. Cool. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what else we have. We might have some other goodies that are gonna be brand new at, right. at the at actually at the gig for people right. who are there. Can't wait. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in, gentlemen. Good luck. We'll see you uh, July 10th out at Cairo for Rock for Pets. And ladies and gentlemen, come out for the CD release for Polarizer. It's at Bottom Lounge Friday, August 12th. And uh, we'll post the details on rockinchicago.org and our Facebook page. We're going to take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be playing a couple of tunes from another band on the bill for the Rock for Pets uh, benefit. This is Wrecked. Feels like my skin is hanging off my face 
Kicking off that last block was a twofer from Wrecked. We heard Enemy and Remember Me. And following that was Moon off of their release, Distant But Close. That was Always Summer. And uh, we have Moon in the studio with us now, uh, hanging out uh, with Shen, uh, the bassist, and uh, Chris, the uh, drummer. For our listeners out there that we're not as familiar with, we played you guys a bunch on our podcast over the last year or so uh, that we've been aware about the band. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk through, uh, just to get an idea of um, sort of the, the background behind Moon, how you guys came together, um, mm-hmm. you know, so if you kind of want to start off with that. Okay, so this is Chris. I'm the drummer, and uh, I'd, I'd kind of hit a spot where I was out of a couple of bands and looking for something new, and uh, you know, the, doing the Craigslist tryout thing, which is such a awful blind dating, right? <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. the stories you could write from those kind of things. Right. And uh, uh, anyway, long story short, I found a, a bass player, found two guitar players, and we were playing together. And one guitar player kind of got too busy and dropped out, and uh, it was uh, the guy that stayed. David, um, our singer guitar player, who um, not here today, uh, he and I seem to share a lot of similar aesthetics, and and playing with this other bass player, Pat, who had a very creative, melodic hand, and uh, that's where the band got started in my basement. Um, for too long, we had a little like three song EP, and uh, eventually our first record. Um, and played shows out and were enjoying it. And at a certain point, Pat got an opportunity to take a job in New York. Uh, and it was hard to let hey, him go, and we wish him well. What's that? Yeah, when that happens. Yeah. Good thing New York has, has stolen several band members from me. <laughs> <laughs> I really have a grudge against that city for that reason. Um, but, you know, and then we had to go through that tryout process again, which is so arduous. But uh, along came Shen. And uh, we had people in common. I think Mark... Uh, from Huntsman had told me yep. about you and um, and he's just an incredible player and, and a very professional yep. uh, uh, bandmate to have because he came in having everything prepped and ready to go and it was just like we didn't miss a step and uh, and added that deep bottom string. So uh, what is that thing tuned to your fit that fifth B, string? B. B. Oh, B. That B string. It's a yeah. Five stringer. Wow. Yep. So, Chris, uh, Shen, like, um, so I've known you from a few other bands that you've been yeah. in, and I also know you're a, a dyed-in-the-wool metalhead. Um, but coming <laughs> but into am. Moon, I mean, I was, like, really shocked the first time I heard you guys play. I really dug the music. I really liked the whole space rock, the really etherealness you got going on. Like, what what, what was it that drew you into Moon? Uh, what did you like about it when you came in? Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely a different type of band for me. I've never played in a band quite like Moon. Um, you know, like you said, it's spacey uh and there's a lot of space in the music you know it's kind of ethereal it's you know it's dark and it's heavy um but uh you know most of the bands i played in like you had alluded to i kind of came up you know an old school rock and metal head so a lot of times playing in bass in those kind of bands you're basically just pedaling a low string an octave below the guitar player and uh you know a couple of things drew me to uh moon one is uh i just i like the songwriting i thought the songs were really well crafted and uh you know i'm the kind of player who just i like songs regardless of genre if it's a good song it's a good song right um you know that's kind of subjective but uh you know i i just happen to like all the moon songs that i heard um part of it uh was uh the challenge to me of playing in a band uh a kind of band that i hadn't played in before you know to try to fill this space and you know being a three-piece it's definitely a lot of space to fill you know so um 
you know, most of the bands that I came up on were a lot less spacious, you know, Iron Maiden, Metallica, you know, Megadeth Slayer. Um, but, uh, you know, I also I listen to Rush and, you know, you know, Sunny Day Real Estate, other bands that have a little more space to them. And sure. kind of wanted to try playing in something like that, uh, you know, something I hadn't really played in before. You know, the music was kind of familiar to me. Okay, we're going to play another track by Moon. This is Bright Blue Sky on the Rockin' Chicago Show.
Okay, we are back with uh, Chris and Shen from Moon, and uh, we're chatting about uh, some of the band's influences. And, and Shen and I have a lot of bands in common. I mean, all the right. bands that you just name check were favorites of mine yeah. back in the day. But I also uh, had like a long, uh, and still I'm into indie rock, like a big indie rock phase. So right. I also, you know, picked up favorite bands like Super Chunk and Poster Children, Arches of Loaf, Built to Spill. And so I think our band actually combines a lot of those influences where we've got there i wouldn't say we're metal but i mean there's parts of what we do that hint at metal there's that an are undertone with by your metal sound, yeah. right yeah yeah i mean the, between the it's like the drumming and the bass interplay and the way you guys lock in uh the, the groove is definitely there for it it's just what kind of comes on top with dave's vocals and his guitar playing is just very light and ethereal and, and yes. very um it's a, it's a wall in of itself but it's just kind of a completely different texture you know yeah there's i think that's where parts you, you guys really have that like difference and the sort of your sure. stand out you know yeah. Yeah, there's there's a, a desire to craft kind of soundscapes as we play and, and moments within compositions and uh, changes and things like that. So, you know, I, like I said, I think it's informed by metal. I think it, what we do is informed by prog rock. Um, Absolutely. I, but I wouldn't say that we're either of those things exactly. Right. You know, I actually been des- describing our sound as post prog. So I think it's kind of just informed, but moving on into something else. Okay, we're going to spin another track. This is off of Moon's live EP at uh, the Empty Bottle. This is Wishlist at the Rockin' Chicago show.
Very cool. So you guys had a release that came out a few years ago. Are you guys working on anything now, uh, recording-wise, or are you just kind of playing out? Like, What's going We're, on with Moon? Uh, there's recording in the offing. We haven't set dates for it, but we've mm. got seven songs, I think, at this point. Um, I'm hoping maybe we get another one or two before we hit the studio, but uh, I'm thinking that studio time is going to happen maybe by the end of the summer or early in the fall. We've got to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, re- recording is on the docket for us. You know, like Chris said, we haven't set a date or anything, but, um, you know, we've got about uh, an album's worth of material, so I think what we're, what we're looking to do right now is, uh, like Chris said, write a couple more and then maybe take the best out of whatever we come up with in the next few months and, you know, craft something uh that we're going to be proud of and then figure out the logistics from there. So uh, this is completely unrelated to Moon, but I know something that's probably near and dear to your heart. How do you feel about Neil Peart uh, retiring? You know, I it was coming for a while, and he was hinting at it for quite a while. I was at the last show in L.A., and it was pretty obvious. We'd already kind of heard through back channels like, they're not extending this tour. Right. And then at the end of the show, he did something very uncharacteristic, which is he actually came to the front of the stage and sort of took, not exactly a bow, but sort of brought together the guys instead of right. sprinting to the bus, which he normally does. Right. And I I wouldn't say I shed a tear, but it was touching. And I was like, okay, yeah. that's probably the last we're going to see of him and, and maybe this band. You know? Yeah, I think after you play that intensive of music for that long, it's, I mean, it does obviously take a toll on you, you yeah. know? Yeah, I just I I do think though that I mean, uh, yeah. I mean it, it's it, I definitely you know to Chris's point I, I don't know if I shed a tear but it is you know definitely like you know Rush's big uh, big influence on me and you know I've been a big fan for a long time Geddy Lee's one of my favorite bass players oh, for sure but uh, you know I think uh, they did the right move in picking Meg White as uh, <laughs> Neil's replacement um, I mean I think Meg will bring a great dimension yeah. uh, you know, oh yeah she's got the look too yeah, she's got the look and she's got the chops that's the most important thing she definitely got the chops yeah. um, she's an amazing player and I think you yeah. know Neil and uh, or Getty and Alex are right you know he, she, if anybody could wear the Neil Pert uh, crown that passing of the torch kind of thing it's Meg White for I sure. think it may uh, the band may take a great step forward in fact, <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I think some youth, you know, yeah, I mean, appeal to a new generation, a new generation, Get into you know? the people that are outside of the heavy rock. And right. Uh, yeah, but without scene, losing right. that technical aspect of right. Rush, which is something, you know, I think well, Maggie had to hold herself part. back so much with the white stripes. That's the, yeah, yeah you know, I, yeah, exactly. So I, I think it's a smart move, but yeah, it yeah. was sad to see Neil go, but, uh, you know, if anybody's <laughs> going to kind of continue on in his stead, yeah, Meg White's definitely, obvi- definitely. obvious choice for Yeah, that. other people have mentioned Mike Portnoy or whatnot. I don't nah, know. I think he I, doesn't have the chops. I don't think he's got the chops. I think Meg he's White too busy was the too. right yeah. choice. So what's next for Moon? Like, what are you guys going to go to next? Are you trying to get out and tour, or are you just kind of like more locally oriented? Or like You know, it? I think we're always looking to play really good local shows. We're, we're building a following. Yeah. Um, we want to book with good friends like Polarizer sure. and, and play good shows and have a good time, but also be in, in clubs that we respect and we like to see. Yeah. And then, you know, we're getting out and playing just the occasional odd, like small show here and there. Uh, we've always talked about doing small little Midwestern jaunts, you yeah. know, not even a whole week, but like just a weekend at a few yeah. college towns or something like that. Yeah. Hasn't happened, but I'd like to see that. Okay. And then just writing music. Actually, we haven't been in a writing phase lately. We've been playing enough shows that we've seemed like we're always in a rehearsal phase. But um, I, I'm looking forward to getting a few weeks of just uh, 
the stuff that you guys did on your last album that you released in uh, 2014, uh, was that stuff already written before Shen had come in, or did you guys have write, written with him on that? A uh, couple of those songs were already uh, written. Uh, the majority of the material, though, uh, we worked on together. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, so you're like fully vested in the, the that release. Yeah, then. that okay. album I'm uh, pretty vested in. And okay. you know, the songs that already existed were songs that I have just really come to love. You know, so they kind of, you know, I wasn't a part of the original writing process, but it just kind of feels like I was. I guess you know. I mean, no yeah. discredit to uh, Pat, but I just you know I grabbed the material quickly and it kind of like really took hold of me. So uh, yeah, I just uh, but that album is really. Uh, yeah, mo- it's mostly a collaborative effort, and you know the way we write is pretty collaborative too. You know, cool. it's not, uh, which is also unusual for bands that I've played in. Most of the time, it's been one person who's kind of been like the main songwriting generator, so and to you speak. Guys, like arrange and collaborate yeah, off of yeah. That, right? But Absolutely. this is this is really more democratic. Yeah, it's very democratic, and I mean, it's you know we start with one, maybe two riffs of ideas for any song that we've actually finished up, and it really just kind of comes up and practice and playing and we'll record 20 minutes of jam listen to it you know pick the best parts focus on those run them again just kind of hone the song from there and you know craft it from there so it really is a democratic kind of collaborative writing process and it's again something i'm not used to but it's a it's a nice uh kind of different change for me and if I could elaborate on that for a second, like we have a song on uh, the album is called Distant But Close. The song stars that it's pretty much like Shen's creation that we then mm-hmm. took and, and morphed it brought in forward. Yeah. Uh, and I really like that. And I've always I'm, I'm a big fan of bass players and I love the bass as a lead melodic instrument. So, mm-hmm. you know, we encourage Shen as, you know, as the other two of us do like to bring in ideas uh, that we can like lift and base uh, base something off of. And yeah. Sometimes if David's not available, Shen and I have gotten together and just, you know, brainstormed something that we can then bring to David and have him add to. Okay. Okay, you can catch Moon July 10th as part of the Rock for Pets lineup at Cairo Alehouse. It's a benefit for the West Suburban Humane Society in Downers Grove. It's an all-ages show. And uh, they're on the bill along with Polarizer, uh, the band Wrecked, uh, JT and the Backdoor Rats, and, of course, my band Sons of Raw. So uh, come on out, check them out. And if you want to just catch them in the city, they're going to be up at the Subterranean July 21st with cassettes on tape. They're doing a release show, Star Tropics, Impulsive Hearts. That's a 21 and over show. Uh, Doors are 8 p.m., and uh, it's eight bucks in advance if you want to get your tickets online for that. We're going to take a break and kick off the second half of the Rock in Chicago show. I'm your host, Eric Oldman. Hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, we also have a special announcement coming up uh, after the break. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's wireless companies, and the National Safety Council.
punch your face, you son of a bitch Cause I'm the best that's ever been Guitar!
Okay, so that was our user submission block. Uh, basically, bands email us tracks all the time or uh, on Facebook sometimes, and uh, we listen to it, and we pick the, the best of uh, what we got for that for that slot. And uh, three tracks there, uh, bands that we haven't heard from in a bit or had never heard of before. So kicking off that block was Hell Shocked with Desensitized, and then we had Pipe with Play That Johnny Cash Song. And then following up that block at the end is Verda with What Lies Beneath. Uh, we haven't heard from Verda in, Verda in a bit. Uh, they featured them early uh, on in 2012. Um, good to hear from them again. Glad to hear that they're still out there. Uh, next block of tunes we're going to do here is uh, put together by our friends over at Midwest Music Support. This is Atlanta is Burning with the track Broadway. You're listening to the Rockin' Chicago Show. <laughs>
That was Fatal Havoc with the track Flower. Before that, we heard from uh, one, uh, one Time Hero with the track One Chord. And kicking that block off was Atlanta is Burning. And you can catch One Time Hero and Fatal Havoc. They're going to be up at Penny Road Pub uh, July 15th. It's a Friday, 7 p.m., 21 and up show. Doors appear to be 7 p.m. One Time Hero hits the stage at 8. And they're going to be playing with uh, so-called saints uh, another uh, regional favorite and uh, bigger band uh, hitting the bill is uh, oblivious signal so if you like what you heard from them and are into that uh, check it out we'll have more information about the show also up on our rockin chicago facebook page so uh we have one more uh, block of tunes we're gonna do this is gonna be a rather long one because um, it's all punk rock. That's right. And there's a little bit of ska kicking it off. So uh, this next block, we're going to hear some brand new Beat the Smart Kids. And this is You Haven't Lived Until You've Died on the Rockin' Chicago Show. We deplore, cannot ignore. Um, so, uh, that was beat the smart kids. They got a new album coming out and you can check it out soon on the rockinchicago.org site because we're going to be doing a review of it. So that's a little teaser track. If you like what you heard, check that out. And, uh, they're releasing the album in two segments. Uh, half of it, I believe is out and available now. And then, uh, they're releasing another part of it, I think this week. 
So anyways, check rockinchicago.org once the review is up and um, and more information about how you can get your hands on that uh, nasty little skanking bit of goodness. Anyway, um, so we got a bunch of uh, Wrecking Ball shows coming up in July, and there's one in August that kind of got snuck in as well uh, from our boy Ian. So we're going to spin up some Voice of Addiction to kick off the Wrecking Ball block here on Rockin' Chicago. I'm drunk again, but it's too early for the sun. The battle was won in the night. I can't stand up without falling down again. This history keeps repeating. With Tom's always illusion, pollution of the airway, keep out viewing propaganda machine. Don't want to miss it.
Okay, that was Easy Cabbage with Love Songs. And before that, we had You're All Crazy from Voice of Addiction. You can catch both of those bands with Hot Lips Messiah, a band called SVU from Tennessee, at Liars Club uh, this Friday, July 1st. It's a uh, over 21 show. And up next, we're going to keep this train rolling uh, with some uh, Bottle Kids with Serenity Now on the Rockin' Chicago show.
Josh, I think it's about time you get mad. That's my secret, Jake. I'm always mad. For that, we had our friends in seasonal menswear with a salad or a savior. And uh, kicking out that block was uh, Bottle Kids with Serenity Now. So let me give you the rundown on where and when you can see uh, said bands. So uh, July 10th, Sunday, 
at uh, Liars Club. You can see bottle kids with crab legs out of North Dakota, Die High and Blood People, over 21 show. Uh, the 16th, you can catch seasonal menswear with Halligan and the symptoms from Oregon and Munch at the Burlington. And that's also an over 21 show. And then the 24th, you can catch Land Before Tim with Voice of Addiction and the Bloody Muffs and Lisa Lightning at Liars Club again. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to be heading to that show because the Bloody Muffs are fucking fantastic. They're from New York and they're on tour. Uh, and Brian uh, Jones, our Brian Defiance, as some of you may know him, has a uh, passion and penchant for pizza from his home slice. So I look forward to exchanging notes and maybe having a few pints with him. So uh, we're going to kick off the next and last block of the uh, rock, uh, Wrecking Ball show. Uh, Wrecking Ball uh, two, uh, bands. Sorry, there's just so many. Yeah, he booked so many shows this month. Um, and that's a great thing. Uh, so we're going to do some Assassination Squad right now here on the Rockin' Chicago show. Kicking off this next block with uh, six
Okay, so that was the wonderful De Kreutzer Sonata with uh, Northside Lights, one of my favorite tracks by them off of their EP uh, TKS FTW for the win. Uh, before that, we had some Ugly Bones with um, No One Talks. Then uh, kicking it before that was Bombflower with Liquid Swords. And we heard from We Got Ours with 15 Years and starting the whole block off with Assassination Squad uh, with 60 Days. You can catch Assassination Squad and we've got ours. They're going to be uh, up at Liars Club the 29th with Welfare Beer League, the full money from Detroit. Uh, over 21 show. Doors are probably 9-ish. You know, it's the Liars Club. Uh, so go check that out. And there's a huge-ass show up in Lake County in Harvard, uh, August 6th. That's a Saturday, 18 and over. Uh, hey, uh, 21 and over if you want to drink. Uh, so uh, there's some Ugly Bones playing, Bomb Flower, Voice of Addiction, The Horrids, Some Kind of Nightmare, Creature Sonata, uh, Rhetoric Vendetta, Blues and Corduroys, Crap Speckle, Turbo Vamps, Destroy Destroy, Flag Ass, The Audio Dead, Size Fives, The Florida Rooms at the Q- Cool Music Stop. So check that out. I'm going to have all the flyers and events up on uh, rockinchicago.org and our Facebook page. That's a, a really uh, nice looking bill for that one. So, all right, I guess it's time to spill the beans here. So uh, some of you probably have been on the uh, Rockin' Chicago site or Facebook page you may have noticed in the last few months it's been a little quiet. Um, we've had comings and goings of a number of uh, fine folks that have volunteered for us over the last few years. Many of them have moved on to other things, and many of them just don't have the time for it anymore. Fortunately, I am the person in the latter camp with that. Uh, just with uh, life and other things that I want to do, uh, we're going to be closing this chapter of Rock in Chicago after the Rock for Pets benefit, and this is going to be the last Rock in Chicago podcast uh, for a while. Um, it's not going away permanently. I, I love doing this. I love being able to discover new local music and sharing it with you all. Uh, for all those out there that follow what we do, um, but it's time for me to step back and do uh, some of my own things. Uh, is really to get my uh, my own musical endeavors off the ground with my band. And um, I have some other things I have to take care of. So um, this isn't really so much of it is uh, uh, goodbye as it is, uh, I'll see you later. Um, but um, I got one more track I'm going to play for you tonight. And this is, uh, this is the very first song we played on the very first Rockin' Chicago podcast. Thank you for listening.
Now it's been a 